Well, good morning, Redeemer King. And today we are continuing our series in Nehemiah. And, and what an amazing book this has been for us. So timely. So timely. As we look to build and advance and, and stay on the front foot of God's purposes in Chesterfield. And we come to a passage today which contains so much for us in a time when there is a lot of anger and hurt and pain. And, and in a culture where there is a lot of bitterness and anxieties and depression, angst. We come to this passage. It speaks right into that yet again. Such a timely book for us. We're looking at Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9 onwards. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the Lord. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, they've re-established the words. The people have gathered. Ezra the priest is reading the law, and everyone had broken down and weeping and crying as the word of God is re-established. And Nehemiah does again his counting truth. You think, no, 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 no. Don't, don't cry. <laughs> Rejoice. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is not some shallow plastic joy where we're walking around with weird grins on our faces. It, it's, it's more than that. It's a deep sense of it's going to be all right. The Lord is with us. We have the peace of God. And how much do we need that at the moment? We need the peace of God. And we need clear sightedness. That's so important. So what we need to do is examine, discover, investigate. How do we receive the joy of the Lord? How does that become our strength? So following on, the question is, what makes God pleased? And what displeases him? And how do we walk through this life in such a way? How do we journey through our lives in such a way that we, we continually receive the pleasure of God, that we, we experience his joy? Now, as I said, this is not a shallow joy. I mean, when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego have been cast into the, the furnace in the book of Daniel, they, they, they exhibited the joy of God when they said, I'm going to paraphrase, Hey, King, you, you can chuck us to our deaths and we may die or God may spare us. Either way, it's OK. It's all right. God can spare us. We may die. It's, this is not big miracle theology here. <laughs> they did experience a miracle, but they also accepted that being chucked into a fire furnace, they may die. But what they exhibited was the joy of the Lord. Live or die. God is good. That's what they were saying. Our God is a good God and, and we trust him and whatever the outcome is going to be all right because our God is with us. That is a joy of the Lord. So the question is, how, how on earth do we get there? Well, 
there's there's loads of ways we could look at this. Um, I'm going to start by by looking at the six things in Scripture in Proverbs that the Bible says are detestable to him. Because if we look at what's detestable to God, if we look at what he doesn't like, then by contrast we can look at what he does like. Know that it will flow out of that, won't it? The opposites will apply. So Proverbs 6, verse 16, says this uh, to 19. These are six things the Lord hates. Seven things that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in a community. They're interesting. So these are things that the Lord hates and finds detestable. In other words, keep humble, do humble things, be truthful. The Lord finds lies detestable. Do what you can to not lie. Don't put yourselves in places and positions where you have to lie. Don't shed innocent blood. In other words, do not murder. Do not be a person of violence. A heart that devises wicked schemes. Don't be devious. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be 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 what you are on the tin. You know, just just do what it says on the tin. If this person says yes, it means yes. If they say no, it means no. They're not being devious. They're just a straight talker. Don't have feet that rush into evil. Walk a narrow path. Keep your heart pure. Watch what you're feeding into yourself. Don't numb and blunt the spirit of God that's at work in you. False witness. Be honest. And don't stir up conflict in the community. That's why we've got this thing here with Redeemer King. Don't gossip. Don't whisper things about other people. The Lord don't like it. <laughs> if you've got an issue with someone, talk to them. Deal with it. Be first to apologise. Give the benefit of the doubt. Believe the best. These are the things that the Lord doesn't like, and therefore the opposites are things that he does like. I think that, that's hugely, hugely important for us. But then we've also got to look at some other stuff. Uh, where God speaks into these things. Now, um, what is he like? Well, Micah 6, verse 8, is quite key. God has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require? It says. And it's kind of the same thing. Act justly. Love mercy. And walk humbly with your God. That's a great verse to have on your wall, isn't it? What does the Lord require of you? Act justly. Be fair. Love mercy. We have been shown mercy. Jesus died for us on the cross when we didn't deserve it. He showed us mercy and grace and love. 
in turn be merciful forgive your enemies bless those who persecute you keep short accounts with people overlook an insult don't be quick to be angry don't be passive aggressive on social media don't be angry on social media don't be angry be merciful and walk humbly do humble things and then reflect to what jesus said in john 15 how do we do things that give us the joy of god so we're learning here what he doesn't like we're learning that he loves humility we're loving we're learning that he loves justice therefore he hates injustice and when we see injustice we should do our bit now what's happened in america this week is hard for all of us to get our heads around but but doing something about that is not just virtue signaling on social media that we support it, the, the, the cause or that we support Black Lives Matter. And we do. <laughs> and we should. But it's not just a post on social media. It's examining our lives and our attitudes. Examining where we are actively making a difference in this broken world and allowing ourselves to be used. Examine our hidden prejudice. That's 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 loving justice. It's 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 not a post on social media, it's taking radical action. It's using whatever's got placed in our hands as a church and individually to make a huge huge difference in a broken world to fix people up to reach out with the love of God when we're able to again to welcome people into our homes who are not like us where we're able to to give generously to appropriate causes but let me just say this there's only one thing that's going to fix this broken world, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news that Jesus came and died and rose again. And how much do we need to get that message out there at the moment? And examine our hearts so that we are living in such a way that pleases the Lord. And we have his joy that radiates through us. That's so important right now. But we look at John. And this speaks right into recent events and into our lives now and ongoing. John 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Therefore, if we don't keep God's commands, we do not remain in his love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. The joy of God may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. My command is this. And it wraps everything up in this statement. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends 
if you do what I command. I mean, again, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Love one another. If you love someone, you don't judge them. If you love someone, you don't hurt them. If you love someone, you don't lie about them. If you love someone, you lay down your life for them. True love costs. And true love hurts. I remember once, um, this is a very simple everyday illustration of what it means, nothing dramatic, but I remember once early on in ministry, Karen and I were establishing a new church on an estate in Essex and we were planning on going away for a few days and I was unpaid, we didn't have much money. I was full time working and studying theology and um, we had no money coming in little babies you know and um had a bit of money tucked aside for my banking days still at this point and just enough to get away for a short break anyway I, I went to visit this family on the estate and they were poor I mean they were they were poor and long story short um I ended up driving along in this old beaten up car that was just about held together by gaffer tape you know and I noticed the guy had a uh, road tax that was eight months out of date and I said like dude you need to get that fixed or you're gonna get nicked and um he said well, I haven't got any money am I meant to do that and I felt the Lord say to me you got money but I'm a road tax and I knew it was God I, I knew it and I knew it was the money I had to go away for a couple of days on caravan site anyway I um I said to him, we'll get the road tax. I went home and I told Karen. I said, I don't think we're going to be able to go away. I'll sort this out for the guy tomorrow. Anyway, later that day, I got a phone call from his wife. I said, why haven't you sorted it? I said, sort it what? He said, the road tax. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you said you were going to sort the road tax out. That was four or five hours ago and you've still not done it. <laughs> Inside, I just wanted to say, you realise this is cost to me my holiday. <laughs> I felt really angry about it. How can you, you're moaning at me, you haven't had a right tax for eight months. That's what I wanted to say. But I felt this little intervention from the Lord. Swiss was saying, look, they're broken, hurting. They don't know me. Just, just get a road tax. I'm like, but I don't like it. This hurts. I felt this whisper from the Lord. It cost me everything when I sent my son. I hope when Jesus died. I thought, yeah, it's fine. I felt God say to me, 
I didn't ask you to enjoy it either. I asked you to do it. So I did. And we didn't go away. When I was short time after, we got this anonymous gift through the door that actually paid for a much better holiday. <laughs> and no one knew what we'd done. Because <laughs> the Lord knows. And, and that doesn't always happen, by the way. But that did something to me. It, it, it started the process of chipping away at my prejudice. It started the process of softening my heart. It started the process of learning what it is to live sacrificially. And I'm still working that out in my own life now. Be merciful. Be kind. Love even when you are not loved back. And the joy of the Lord will flood through your life. And he will strengthen you. And I've experienced it. There are times when we feel weak. But if we live according to the ways of the Lord, he will strengthen you. Stay humble. Don't consider yourself better than others. Keep short accounts. Love until it hurts. Be honest. Don't be devious or manipulative. Love your neighbour. Do good. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. It will. But I need to finish by saying this. You can only do this and live this life with the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. And you can only live that life by yielding to Jesus Christ on a daily basis. And maybe some of you listening to this have never yielded yet to Christ. Well, you can. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he lived and he died and he rose again, then ask him to be Lord of your life and lay your life down for him. Do as he wants. Stop living for yourself and live for God. And you'll find and discover his peace and joy coursing through your veins. But if you are an established Christian, particularly in this time when we've been confined and there's all sorts of emotions stirring up in us, make it a daily choice to walk with Jesus, to lay your life down, to love one another, to be kind and to pursue the path of peace. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. There are times when I put the worship music on, or I'm praying, or just driving along, and I'm swept over with an indescribable peace or sense of well-being. I don't get that from multivitamins. <laughs> Comes from keeping yourself in the presence of God, and I, and I know when I'm moving out of that presence. Because I, I, I go down. 
but if I do as the word says, then I experience his joy. And I'd encourage you today to find a quiet place, go for a walk, even if it's raining, if you're able to. Find a quiet place in your home and choose Jesus. Ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Ask him to fill you with his joy. Ask him where you are not living in a way that pleases him and simply repent of that. Say sorry and choose not to live that way anymore. And he will strengthen you and fill you with his joy. Lots of love to you all. See you shortly for communion. God bless.